are listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more totally free anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. Megan Street, also a lawyer. Megan, how are you? I'm well, John. How are you? I'm doing fine, thanks. Yeah, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. So... Uh, again, the, the question I'm leading off with and, um, and what I, I hope you'll answer, uh, you know, our hashtag is our anxiety story. So I'm wondering what is your anxiety story, Megan? Sure. Um, well, I have generalized anxiety disorder um, as well as um, OCD. Mm. And uh, I exhibited symptoms at a very young age. Obviously, I, I wasn't diagnosed at a young age um, People just thought that I was quite earnest um, um, and excessively, like an excessive warrior. Right. Um, so at a young age, I I recall having a lot of worries and concerns. I, For example, I had to see my parents. Um, I had to wave to them from the school bus. Um, this was when I was quite young. Otherwise, I was convinced something terrible would happen. Oh, yeah. And if that routine, like if, if both of them weren't there, uh, it would be very upsetting for me. Um, I couldn't do things spontaneously. If there were a change in plans, uh, I, I couldn't just go with the flow. Um, I was constantly worried people were angry with me or upset with me. I constantly sought reassurance from people. And it, it just continued, you know, through grade school, through high school, through university. Um, and at times I, I actually think, and I, I believe I've heard a few people say this, um, I've, I've heard some of the interviews today, not all of them, but some of them, and I've heard people echo the same sort of comment about actually thinking it, it helps them succeed in a way. And I, I think it helps me um Scholastically, I was a high achiever, and, and I think in part because anxiety was constantly driving me. Yeah. I was unable to stop studying because I could never trust that I knew what I needed to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just drive myself forward and forward and forward. Um, and it wasn't until my second, the second year of law school in the summer, I believe, I was referred to a psychiatrist, and he told me that I had wall-to-wall anxiety. And he wasn't quite sure how I functioned. Um, And I remember that because I remember thinking it was really quite rude. And I was really offended. Um, But that was the first time, even though intellectually I understood the feeling of anxiety, it was the first time it was applied to me. And it was the first time that I had an appreciation of maybe how unhealthy some of my behaviors were. and so it was the first time I accepted or even heard that maybe my life could be different if I, if I could make some changes and I could get some help um, that I didn't have to live the way I was living. Yeah. Uh, w- one thing that I'm, uh, that I, when, when you were just talking now that I was curious about, when you were talking about how you were um, kind of, I guess you could say you're hiding in your work, um, in, in schoolwork and scholastic pursuits, did you experience anxiety physically then even when you were kind of um kind of going through what you would consider to be um obsessive compulsive did were you experiencing uh you know anxiety at that point oh yes i mean i i i don't know at my young at the younger ages that i would have known that's what it was mm. 
um, as opposed to being told I was a nervous Nelly right. or, um, you know, th- things like that or worry wart um, or highly sensitive or oversensitive. I got that a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, but absolutely, there were times when I would feel um, physically ill if I was going to be late for something. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it would be physical symptoms that were far surpassed what one could really account for as maybe the general anxiety that we might get in certain situations in which we're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I recall times in university where I would have panic attacks and have to sit down on a bench because it felt like I was having a heart attack. Right. Um, right. So absolutely, I, was, I had a lot of physical symptoms as well as the, the, just the general torment and rumination um, right. that often accompanies anxiety. Right. So what did your, what did it look like when you decided to get help for this? What, where did you, where did you go? How did you access it? And then you, I, I guess you're into cognitive behavioral therapy as well. Yes. Yeah. C- C- CBT is really helpful yeah. for me. Um, it didn't start off that way. I mean, like, like I said, that psychiatrist was the first person to introduce the concept yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he prescribed me a medication, right. uh, and I was naive, and at the time, I thought it was simple enough that I would take this medication, and, and mm-hmm. things would be better, mm-hmm. um, and, and I can't lie, I did feel um, relief with the medication. I, I have moments where I, I can remember there being an exam the next day, and me sitting on my bed watching a movie and wondering what was wrong with me, why I wasn't studying, um, and why I was so relaxed. Yeah. But eventually I, I, um, I wanted to be off that medication, um, and I sort of fought with the psychiatrist about it, and then I went off it, and I thought that I could manage this on my own, um, mm-hmm. and I thought as long as I was a productive member of society and I was excelling in my job um, that I was fine mm. uh, and, and that turned out not to be the case um, and so I sought out therapy and uh, started doing CBT work with um, a private therapist yeah. uh, and, and that has proven um, to be the way to go for me. Yeah. And what aspects of CB of CBT do you use, like that resonate most with you? Because there's a lot of different tools in the CB CBT uh, toolkit. Which ones kind of work best with you? Um, so I do um, some exposure work, yeah. uh, which is really uncomfortable because it, you know it amps up your anxiety at the beginning. You have to. You end up basically learning how learning how to sit with that anxiety yeah. until you realize that um, what you're fearing isn't actually going to happen. Right. Um, so that has been helpful. Um, I don't know the name of the technique, but when I have it, um, I'm really great at catastrophizing. Right. So <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, I, I'm good at that too. You're good at that too, right? For sure. I, yeah. I'm really good at that. So if I have a catastrophic thought. There's a technique where you write the thought down at the top of the page, yeah. and then you draw a column or a line down yeah. the page, and you divide it into two, and on one side, you're supposed to write all the evidence for that catastrophic thought. Right. And, of course, that would be the part where the anxious mind is brilliant, of and it course. can come up with all kinds of evidence and support. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you're supposed to come up with evidence against or um, 
something that can counter the argument on the other side of that line. Yeah. Uh, and it's somehow in that process of thinking and writing down um, the, the evidence against um, that you, you work your way out um, of the rumination and the catastrophe that you've allowed to develop in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also took a CBT um, mindfulness meditation course here in, in Vancouver. Oh, interesting. Um, and uh, I also find that if, if I can manage to do some breathing and some square breathing, which is not exactly CBT, uh, but sometimes, okay. sometimes it helps me. Yeah, I've never. I I actually haven't heard of a, of something called square breathing. Is it just that's just a, a physical kind of method to do how you do it? Yeah. So you breathe in for four, mm-hmm. and you hold your breath for four. You breathe out for four, and you hold for four. So the, oh, okay. the idea is like it's four sides, like a square. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it helps um, activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which oh, then yeah. helps calm down the sympathetic nervous system which is like our our fight and flight response yeah 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 so you have uh what many consider to be a pretty pretty high pressure job Um, i do yeah and uh you're you're a prosecutor i am yeah and uh how i mean how does how do you how does anxiety fit into that and uh how does cb uh cbt fit into that uh yeah, it's tricky, right? Because well, people, I'm very open about having generalized anxiety disorder. I, I often feel like I might as well wear a placard for how much I talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Maybe we should start making those. We really should. Yeah. Um, you know, hello, my name is, and I have GAD. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm quite open about it at work. Yeah. And um, so most people know that. Yeah. Um, and the key for me is is maybe catching myself um, when it's amping up for me or when I'm engaging in anxious behavior. So it's, it's hard to know because sometimes you, like, for example, I, I write a legal argument. Yeah. And I proofread it, you know, and I proofread it a few times. Well, that's normal. Yeah. But when it's getting to the point where I can't sign the document because I'm, I can't trust that I did that I proofread and read every word, yeah. and I feel like I have to start reading that document 10 times before I'll put my signature on it. Mm-hmm. Um, each time that I go back and reread it and I'm not trusting myself, then I just increase my anxiety. Yeah, that's so, playing into a bit of the OCD, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So there'll be times like that, or... Um, Sometimes I'll be in court and, uh, you know, a judge will say something and I'll get really tripped up on maybe the tone. And then afterwards, um, while I'm debriefing to myself or to my colleagues, I get fixated on, oh, well, like, was that tone, were they, did they mean something by that? Did I offend the judge? Uh, And so I I can get sidetracked by things that other people don't get sidetracked by or I express this to them and they'll be like, oh, don't worry about it or no, don't be silly. But they don't realize that I can't just not worry about it. Right, yeah. That it's not, if that was the case then you wouldn't be in that predicament in the first place. Exactly. Like like it's not like I want to spend the time ruminating on that. Yeah. um, But I'm I'm stuck and I I need a way to get out. It's, 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 
like being stuck in an endless cycle and unless it's somehow broken you're just not you're not going to get out of it yeah so how did you get uh how did you kind of get connected to us you know through anxiety canada and get get onto this show like what brought you there um well i had with as most people with anxiety um I've had times where things have been under control and times when it hasn't been. Yeah. Um, and the year of 2018 was a very challenging year for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or maybe, I guess, maybe 20, I think it was 2017 into 2018. Yeah. yeah. And I had a, a, I had a real problem in January of 2018. Sure. I ended up having a significant anxiety crisis. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I hadn't had something that bad in a long time. And my colleagues started noticing it, and I just started becoming more open about it. And then I started realizing that I wanted to do something. I I figured that if I had this lived experience, um, that I could do something positive with it. And I I started trying to figure out how I could volunteer. And at first I was looking at the Canadian Mental Health Association, and I couldn't find... Um, that they often had any volunteer opportunities, and I stumbled across this website for Anxiety BC. Right. And I wrote an email, and then I never heard back. Right. Um, and I checked in again, and it turned out that they, I guess I weren't using that email anymore, right, or yeah. hadn't checked it. Yeah. And then I was put in touch with Judith Law. Yeah. Uh, and I just met her, and I just expressed that I really want to volunteer, and I really want to help. Um, I want to help destigmatize anxiety. I want people to feel able to talk about it. Um, and I would also like to, at some point, um, volunteer directly in trying to help other lawyers. Yeah, that's, I think that's, that's great. And we, uh, Anxiety Canada, of course, certainly appreciate what you do. And I certainly appreciate what you've done today by talking to us so honestly and candidly about your journey through anxiety. It's really important and it's important for people in your discipline and it's important for people everywhere that they hear people from all walks of life talking about what they've been through. And I really appreciate you sharing your story with me, Megan. Well, thank, and thank you for having me, John. And I appreciate you doing this, even oh. though I know it's making you a little bit anxious. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'll breathe. I'll try that. I'll try square breathing. Try square breathing. Maybe triangular to start. You know, start slow. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, Megan. Thanks, John. You have a good night. Okay, you too. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Our Anxiety Stories, the Anxiety Canada podcast with John Bateman. Check out anxietycanada.com for more anxiety resources, including our app MindShift CBT. And if you like what you hear, please consider making a donation. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Until next time.